morning and welcome to HR Examiner's Executive Conversations. Today we're going to be talking with Danny Abdo, who is the head of solutions engineering at Degreed.com. Danny, how are you? Doing great. Nice to be here well, with you. Thanks. Um, would you take a moment and introduce yourself to people how you got here? Yeah, sure. Would would be happy to. So, um, D- Danny Abdo, uh, VP of Solutions Engineering. Um, I uh, sort of came, kind of stepping back about 15, 15 years, coming out of college, came, came into industry um, as a as a developer, computer scientist background. Um, actually started with an internship at PricewaterhouseCoopers, uh, where um, you know before I think we they even put the E on on learning. Um, they were experimenting with some different things. They asked the software. I think they sold it, probably made a lot of money, and, and, and hired me into the learning group, which became the learning technologies group. And I, I really never left. I, I, I've always enjoyed education, human performance, and, and how we can use technology to make those things better. Um, and so uh, kind of grew up, grew up uh, in that career um, prior to the greed. For skipping a few years, I, I led enterprise learning technology at Bank of America, um, you know, where I, I sort of reached this point where I had always believed in the promise of technology to, to sort of make things better. And when I sort of reflected and started thinking about what technology was doing for education, you know, we managed to make it more efficient. We managed to make it more scalable. Uh, but I don't necessarily know if we, we took a forward step in, you know, creating opportunity and actually improving that education. And that's, that's sort of where I met DeGreed um, in and I, I realized quickly they were doing something different. They were really focused on using technology to improve opportunity. Um, and technology had caught up to the place where it could do that. And so I, I decided to join Degreed. And um, I joined them. They were very small at the time, maybe about 40 employees. Um, and it was, uh, it was just an amazing opportunity. I came in through engineering, kind of circulated around a, a number of different departments. And here I am today as a VP of Solutions Engineering. So what does Degreed do? Sure. So I, I would I would summarize when, when, when you think about the greed, you know, we give organizations and individuals a better way to build, measure and signal their skills to the world. Um, we, we believe that the market wants to speak the language of skills and, and we're introducing the ability to to do so with with the greed. Um, you know, we, 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 we are a mission driven company. We, we started out uh, with the mission of you, you may have heard it if you're familiar with the uh, degree, was jailbreaking the degree. Um, and it wasn't to say there's anything wrong with the degree. It's just the world has sort of shifted. And there needs to be, um, I guess, more ways of communicating your expertise. Um, you know, and, and degree, you know, realizes, and I think the world realizes that, you know, they really don't care how an individual has become an expert, just that you are. And degree really enables an individual to become an expert using whatever path they would like, and then allowing them to be able to signal their expertise in a way that the market understands. Um, I think that's, that's my, my best summary of Degreed. That's, that's, that's an interesting concept. So at the heart of Degreed is the idea that people should be expert. Is that right? I, I, that, I hadn't thought that, about it that way before. Yeah, exactly. That, 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 you know, whatever your path to becoming an expert you know, Degreed wants to help facilitate that path and then allow, uh, you know, basically be able to va- validate that you then have become an expert, you know, think along the lines of a credential 
um, in a way that, you know, corporations in, in, in the world understand, it, you know, that credential as, as you being an expert. That's exactly right. So, so I don't want to wander too far down this rabbit hole, but, but it seems to me we're coming into a time where, where what we need is more generalists, right? That, that we've sort of gotten to a, in, gotten ourselves culturally into a difficult position where we're so specialized that nobody knows how to sit back and ask ethical questions. Uh, and, and so, so I wonder if there is um, um, a path inside of degree generalist. For the for the somebody who doesn't specialize or specializes in not specializing. Yeah, I, I think so. And, and if I if I'm sort of interpreting it correctly, you know, what we and, and we have a lot of a data data to show this. A lot of the sort of the skills that are needed today, regardless if you're you know an engineer or a specialist, are some of those more general. I, I don't I don't you know necessarily like the word soft skills, but but to a certain degree, those sort of generalist types of, you know, ability, communicating with impact. Your um, and and degree does introduce, you know, we are exactly able to understand not only if they if they have that skill, but at what level, you know, that that skill that skill is. Um, and so there is definitely um, that that ability. It, it 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 absolutely does not need to be specialized sort of technology. Um, or role specific, it can be sort of more horizontal. You know, those those general skills you need to just just perform at any role, really. That's a, well, sometime I'd like to have a much longer conversation with you about this. It's it's an interesting notion that everybody has an expertise that they want to communicate. That's 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 further out there than I thought degreed was initially. So so how does it, does degree do this? You say that it helps people articulate their skills. What does that mean? Do you have to take a test so that you can prove you do stuff? What's the, what's the underlying certification process or documentation process? Yeah, absolutely. So there, there is a process, and this is this is something that's you know proprietary to degree that we spend a a lot of time building. Um, but you know most assessments you know, are, are focused on what you know and test what you know. Um, not many are focused on, or if, if any, on, on the actual outcomes, right? And so our assessment's built around outcomes. Can you actually perform this, this skill at a specific level? And so, you know, there's, there's about seven different inputs that go into this. this um, uh, and, and think about it maybe akin to a short application to getting accepted into grad school, let's let's say. But we're, we 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 ask for um, to submit, you know, evidence. We we then you know take uh, it's reviewed sort of socially and then reviewed by experts at, at a summary level without going too deep. Um, and and those are sort of the major components that then allow us to um, effectively assign a a sort of level around a specific skill for for an individual. Got it. So, so is this more oriented towards white collar people than blue collar people? I've, I've been I've been talking a lot with with people who do vast bulk hiring. You know, companies with a half a million or a million employees doing um, the same job in in a lot of ways. So the distinctions between people and their jobs are not particularly extraordinary. 
does degree apply in that world? It does, and I think that's that's sort of the, the value in it. You know, um, to to be sort of universal and and to run this process regardless of um, sort of what that what that skill is. You know, if it if it's outcome based and it and it's requiring evidence, I you know it could be performing more of a blue blue um, blue collar type of skill, right? It, it, um, demonstrating that skill, I don't. Um, I, I think that is sort of what what makes it possible, and, and we need a universal way of doing that to understand, you know, across all skills, you know, and understand, you know, a universal leveling system, and and I think once that has to be established for there to actually for it to be a true currency and for there to be real value in it, you know, that that has to be the the case, and and that is our aim, our goal, and in, in what we're doing for organizations. So, so I'm going to spend one more second here, and then we'll move on into the rest of the conversation. One of the things that I've learned about uh, uh, skills is that it's often the case that a job description or a resume glosses over the most important skill in a job. And so the, the classic example here is nurses giving shots. Uh, and if you look at resumes, they never mention the fact that nurses give shots. And if you look at job descriptions, they never ask for nurses to give shots. But if you want to, if you want to predict the likelihood that a nurse is going to be successful, it will be the intersection of his ability to give a shot and the number of shots that are required to be given in the specific role. And so you don't want somebody who gets sued every time they use a needle in the flu clinic, you know? Um, right. And so, so does, does Reed have that level of nuance that, that's missing from the rest of the job market in skills? Um, yeah, I, I think so. So, so if, if you think about, um, let's just, and, and we've got um, a lot of organizations, you know, uh, healthcare organizations that use the platform. So, so if you think about the inputs that are coming in to help understand what skills a specific role needs, um, the greed is taking advantage is, is taking advantage of a number of these. One is the organization has the ability, if they have it, and, and not all organizations know what the specific skills are most critical for a role. If they do, we we take that as an input. We are also looking because we have a number of different organizations right across industry verticals. We can we can help other organizations that might not have that data to understand what skills similar organizations are, are associating with that role. And then we're also able to look at the individual is another input. You know, skills, the inputs that they're giving into that role, what they think they need, right? These are, these are three data sets that are, are sort of coming in. And then we're able, you know, when you sort of start getting into that data science and how we use that data to, to, to predict in, in, you know, great accuracy, what are the most important skills for that, that role. And then the beauty is, right, um, that can be dynamic. That can change. And that's what, that's what we're really starting to see with a lot of roles. You know, maybe not a nurse, but these other roles, you know, the skills that are required are evolving at such a great pace. And so this ability has to work in, in sort of real time and update these roles um, as the, the, you know, blockchain and all these new concepts enter in. Um, we, we, you know, these roles can't be, these roles and skill associations can't be static. 
And so, so part of what we're able to do is, is update these in real time as, as the market demands new skills for, for you know, traditional roles. So if I'm an employee in a, in a client degree, do I have to spend a lot of time keeping my profile updated? Well, well, no. So that's um, that's that's part of. So if you're using sort of the the way I think that the wheel would would turn for an individual um, that's using Degreed is um, they may they may come into the platform for the first time. You know, platform understands what their current role is if they're using it in an organization, helps them understand what are the specific skills needed. You know, Degreed may prompt you to do just a quick assessment to to understand you know baseline where you think you are versus what the target is. That right there, you know, we could probably dive deep into those two data points are, are, are extremely valuable right there. But, but based on that, we're now able to say, okay, there's, there's sort of a gap here. This is where learning and enters the equation and knowledge, right? How do we then guide that individual to close, close that skill gap? And then once, once we've seen the activity and, and we've seen the user sort of progressing in that cycle, we can prompt them to do that sort of skill verification or validation survey that helps then, you know, give them and the organization a real sort of a, a signal with real veracity that they, they've, they've acquired that skill. And so it's, it's very continuous and it's very, um, it, it, doesn't, it doesn't ask or require too much from the individual. It, it sort of happens conti- continuously because employees are developing maybe skills that they're interested in for a new career for their specific role, and so it's just it's it's sort of built into that experience, um, if you will. So, so what role does machine learning or natural language processing or neural nets play in in the way that Degreed works? Yes, absolutely. So, uh, it's it's a great question. You know, we we definitely rely um, or, or or utilize um, machine learning to to a great degree, and and. Because if, if you know, kind of using that cycle that I, I just mentioned, right? What we're what we're finding is that organizations and employees, first and foremost, might not even know the the specific skills they need to achieve achieve their goals, right? So that's that's sort of the first um, the first piece. And so if you kind of play that out, if we've got you know four or five million um, people using this platform, and and they're entering in, you know skills that they're developing, and we're seeing what types of learning they're using to develop those skills, we're able to harness that for the entire, you know, community on Degreed and, and be able to, first and foremost, be able to help an individual understand what skills they need to develop today. And then it starts to get into, you know, being a little bit more predict, you know, once, and then being able to help them crosswalk with learning, predict the learning that they need to close those skill gaps, and then what skills do you need next? And, and, and be, become predictive. And so I think using, whether it's, it's using skill data or it's using learning data, our, our goal is to, to understand these associations across our user base and, and understand this activity and be very predictive um, and, and really give value to the, to the individual in the organization using, this, use, using our data um, and helping them predict what skills they're going to need next and then also help them crosswalk and develop those skills with, with learning across the learning ecosystem. That's, that's interesting. So, so give me a sense of how you think you see the, the predicting what skills you're going to need next thing. I think this is a bugaboo that gets uh, a lot of people in learning and development tangled up in knots. And so if you've got, if you've got some 
juice that you can apply to the how to do long-term skills forecasting problem. I'm all ears. Sure, sure. Well, so so let's let's a lot of times using an example is is the best way to maybe maybe articulate Absol- this. So, absolutely. Yep. So let's let's take that. Let's say okay, you know, we've got four million four million users um, creating a, a a huge data set on the grid. This this relationship of what what skills that they're adding to their profile, what learning they're taking to develop those skills. So now we're able to say, let's take a trend across, you know, 5,000 people in this specific role. The greed has just noticed that, you know, 70% of them have added this new skill to their profile because they felt that they needed to develop that, that skill. That's, that's a, that's a sort of a signal, right? We, we've seen, we've seen that. And then out of, out of those 5,000 people, you know, 40% of those people are using this learning in the in the um, in the ecosystem to to develop this to help them develop this skill. Um, that so so basically what we've we've done there is you know the organization at that point may not have even known it. it, it this goes back to sort of empowering the user and and, and sometimes the the user or the employee might know best because they're they're on the ground, maybe with their manager, and they realize, you know, in order to achieve this goal, I'm going to have to skill up here. That we're, we're capturing that data and we're able to surface it, you know, aggregate and surface that to the organization um, before they might even know they need that skill for that for that specific role. So that so that may be maybe one example. Do you have a, do you have a method for correcting the thing that occurs to me is is um, in 1999, if you were to do what you just described, then you would be recommending to everybody who sits at a coding desk that they learn Fortran, right? That that because the Y2K problem had everybody um, uh, tied up in a knot, and lots and lots and lots of people learned Fortran because the Y2K problem was going to be so severe, and then it wasn't. Um, uh, right, and so this this the, this the the problem in general with machine learning is that it predicts what the herd is doing, and the herd isn't always right. And so, what's the correction? Now, it's, it's a it's a it's a great point, and and we um, spend a lot. Our data science team spends a lot a lot of time here, right? And so, I think you hit on a really really important point. And so, what I um, what I often say is. You know, the, the right blend here is there, there is a combination. There has to be a combination of human intelligence plus machine intelligence. Um, you can't rely, especially in, 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 you know, in the business that we're in, solely on data, in, in data science. And so I'll, I'll say, you know, in a lot of the processes that we use, there is a human in, um, uh, component. And even in, in our own data sets, you know, we do spend a lot of time examining those, those data sets because you could have, you know, this, this even, you know, you can get into natural biases, you know, based on, based on your data set. And I think what you hit upon is this whole, whole idea of, you know, sort of the bubble, um, creating these bubbles, right? You, you, I think you see a lot of it in, in sort of the news um, networks and the social platforms that people, people use. Um, they're just they're just getting you know recommended and, and, and it's a cycle of just seeing what what is in your network and what's happening in your network and so there are there are techniques in data science and then in injecting human in, human intelligence in sort of examining 
sort of data sets, clean that up and to help identify where, where that could be happening. Um, so I think probably the way I would summarize is you, you still have to have that human element in there. Um, and, and this also kind of gets into the, you know, the content aspect of it too. Um, and, and the quality of content and what's being recommended, there, there's still a human component that has to be um, put into that process where you're using machine learning. What, what are the really big questions that you're after? And, and we've talked a little bit about translating skills into something that is understandable. And when we were going into the show, you used the phrase skills currency. So I'm guessing that that's part of it. Are there other big questions that you're after? You know, I think, um, I think that's the, the biggest piece, right, is, is getting the, the world to a point, point where I ask you about your education, what you know and what you can do, that you don't have to sort of rely on your, you know, your college education being that, I mean, it, it's, it's really, if you think about it, it's very archaic. It would be like me asking you if, um, if you're in good health and in good shape and you, you saying you ran a, a marathon 15 years ago. I think what, what we're seeing is there's, you know, the way the world has shifted is, is people are acquiring skills, that there's an abundance of education out there. People are taking advantage of it. They're, they're learning at increasingly fast, fast rates. And what they know and what they can do is just so different um, than what they were formally educated in. And, and I think that, that is one of the big you know, problems that we're, that we're trying to solve so, so they have a way to reflect um, what they actually can do you know, in, in real time. Um, that, that drives a lot of this. Um, and, and it applies, you know, I think it, it applies back to you know, the, the more nuanced questions, which are, how do we, you know, then how do we help individuals discover, you know, the, the skills? Once we, once we can do that, then we can unlock these other things, which is upskilling people um, in, in helping connect, you know, people, you know, the, the, the supply side of it with the demand, the organizations that, that need skills. Because now an organization, you know, that uses degree understands that this skill at this level performs very well for this role. And when they're looking to the market for that, they and, and people with those types of credentials, they can find them. And, you know, it's just bringing the supply and demand side together in a, in a really powerful way. Then what are the ethical issues in the work? You know, we, we've got uh, – th there, there are a number of, of sort of ethical issues um, that we walk through. I'll, I'll sort of um, – kind of use a few, few examples here, you know, I, I think when you're collecting a lot of data, there, there's some that are very easy to solve. There's, there's some that become very, <laughs> very tricky to solve, right? So when you're collecting tons of data, um, that data has sort of inherent value. And I think the, the first thing that, you know, probably comes to mind for a lot of people is that that, that data can be monetized, right? Um, there are people that want that data that are willing to pay for this data that, that the greed is capturing. So that's, that's an easy one, right? That's just that is a policy. We don't. We just don't do it, right? We don't. We don't sell data. We don't transmit data. Um, we, you know, data is owned by our clients, by our by our users. Um, another another piece of that is, you know, a content. When you think about the greed being, you know, we are also a content marketplace because once an individual has decided what skill they want to build, we open up the world of content to them, and and. You know, a lot of these content vendors have a vested interest in 
you know, their own content, you know, that's, that's where they make, make their money. And so um, we are agnostic. We need to continue to be fair and balanced across content vendors. And there's, there's sort of, you know, I guess Google's probably another example they probably deal with this is making sure that that system cannot be gamed, that, that we don't um, sort of, get, you know, help game that system. So making sure it's very balanced across our content vendors, meaning that the best content wins. And, and just the, the, the best content wins. So those are, those are sort of easier ones for us to solve. I think where it gets more tricky is, you know, we are providing a very strong value proposition for organizations, and, and that's why they pay for, pay for degreed. But we also have a strong value proposition for the learners, which is, which is why they engage with degreed, right? They, they own, even if they're learning within their organization, they still maintain ownership of their profile, their lifelong learning and skills and, and achievements. Um, and, and so, you know, they, they get value by using that maybe with their, their current employer, but they may, they may use that, you know, beyond, right? And so it's that value proposition that gets employees to engage with our product, which creates the data that provides value to the organizations. And so, so it's basically um, a fine balance that we have to strike between our responsibility to, to, the, to the employee the user and in our responsibility to the to the organization. So so really, how do we walk this line, provide between providing our clients the data they need to unlock the, the value that they're paying for, but without breaching the trust of our of our users? Because if we do that, then the whole system breaks down, right? And then they're no, not likely to engage. And and so that is that becomes a little bit trickier. So for example, you know, to use an example. Um, if we know, you know, or we do know, right, if th that there could be a spike across the whole population, maybe in a specific department, maybe in a specific role, looking, you know, that, that have started developing for a new role. Um, and they, we know that they might be planning a move before, you know, their manager knows or their organization knows. And, and this is an insight that, that the organization needs, but we need to be able to provide that insight in a way that the user could not be negatively impacted by, if, if the and, and cannot be targeted by the organization in, and so, so we do, you know, it, it makes providing insights and data um, that much more complicated because we've got to be very thoughtful on how we're packaging data, at what level, what we're providing, and can it be misused um, in a way that could breach trust either way. Um, that's. That's probably, you know, um, one area where we spend a lot of time making sure um, that, that we're doing a good job in. So I'm going to try to ask a big question and see if we can get it into a small space. Um, one of the things that happens when you categorize people in the way that Degreed categorizes people is the, the lines between categories firm and penalty um, and nuance can it, like 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 happened when uh, music went digital. The early stages of it had incredible pixelization, and you could hear it. And over time, that got better. And I think that as degree evolves, there's a similar problem um, where where the the subtleties between categories are kind of chunky, and then they get smoother. But that the consequence of that is that people's nuanced skills um, um, get trampled on a little bit. Do, do you have uh, some thoughts about that? 
right? Is 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 the rough pigeonholing of skills um, that's inevitably going to get better? Is there is there human consequence to that? Yeah, it's a great um, it's, it's, it's a great point. You know, I I think there's um, I think about it from two. I can I, I think about it from both both angles, and and there are it is it is something um, that that is considered. But where I would start, right, is, is you know, where we are today, um, when, you, when, we, when we're speaking with organizations and, and sort of understanding the landscape, there's just no, there, there's such um, a lack thereof of, of insight, right, into, into skills, into capabilities. And so we're almost starting from, from zero to a, a certain degree. And so I think, I think what you're saying is, you know, so I think there's this, there's this huge arc of, of improvement that, that is just going to provide value, right? It is just going to provide immense value. And if, and if I'm understanding the question though, is like, then you sort of start plateauing potentially um, and, and where you're starting to lose some, some of those, those, those different nuances. Um, and, and I think what we're, what we, what we strive and try to do again, going back to not just relying on sort of, data and, and these big capabilities, it, it's how many different inputs are you able to, to process to keep, to keep things very individualized and very, very unique to, to that individual. So it, it can't just be, um, you know, what, what skill has, has been added, right? It, it can't just, just be level, you know, back to the 12-bit, you know, 24-bit, we've got we've to aim to be higher, higher fidelity. And, and that's why we allow Right. We, we allow when, when somebody is sort of crafting their profile of who they are and what they can do, you know, ultimately they, they have a certain control and, and responsibility over it. We're we're filling that in with inputs from their organization, from from the external social network, um, from their, you know, fr- from from their colleagues, from their manager. Um, and I think the more inputs we're able to, to, to take into that. And that, but then allow the user that to, to sort of personalize and, and reflect what, what they know. I, I think that's one way we, we deal with it. Um, but I would, you know, like I said, w- without going too deep, I think the where we're at now, we're just we're we're so early. There's just so much value um, because we just don't have much data. There, there's just not not many signals or data there. So I think that that issue over time, um, and I think you know, hopefully technology will improve over time as well. To, to better deal with it, but I think we got quite a ways till till we sort of hit that hit that sort of plateau or pinnacle, if you will. Thanks, thanks. That was a hard question. Yeah. So, so we've um, blown through our time. What an amazing conversation! Thank you so much for doing this. Um, would you take a moment to introduce yourself again and tell people how they might get a hold of you? Yeah, sure, sure. Just uh, to, to recap, uh, name's Danny Abdo, uh, Vice President of Solutions Engineering at Degreed. Um, my, uh, my email address, if, if anybody found any of this interesting, it's a, it's a topic that, that I, I, I would love to continue dialogue around. Uh, my email is Danny, just D-A-N-N-Y, at degreed.com. So, so feel free to, to email me at, at any time. And, and, and thank you, John, for the time today. Yeah, thanks. This has been a great conversation. You've been listening to HR Examiner's Executive Conversations, and we've been talking with Danny Abdo, who is the Vice President of Solutions Engineering at Degreed. Thanks for tuning in, and we will see you here same time next week. Bye now. 